Blog Talk Radio. Psalm 82, a psalm of Asaph. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Well, good morning everyone in North America and in the regions around the world where there, or where there is the morning, when you're experiencing the morning. This is Kennard speaking. I'm your host for the Merciful Servants of God Biblical Instructional Program. Today we're going to talk about something that I know is not really understood as it should be. How to repent and to be converted. The foundational scripture for this program is Acts chapter 3, verse 19. But before we talk about uh, the process of repentance and conversion, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, some world events here. And you can follow me by going to... um, Watch.org, W-A-T-C-H.org, World Watch Daily Koenig International News. Um, William does a very good job of telling us what's going on in the Middle East and how it lines up with biblical prophecy. Anyway, the headline that I see here, Egypt declares emergency in Sinai after attacks killed 33 security personnel. Uh, read that. That's interesting. It only confirms the Bible prophecies about Egypt being... Uh, heavily involved in the end time. Uh, it says here, Eric Hatt, uh threatens renewed push for recognition of a Palestinian state. Uh, Jerusalem will step up its security after second day of violence. Uh, let me read this a little bit here. It says, Jerusalem will step up its security level following threats made during a second violent day in the city. In an attempt to prevent rioting, Jerusalem police announced there will be restrictions on who can enter the Temple Mount for Friday prayers, Israeli radio reported. Though Muslim women of all ages will be able to enter the Temple Mount, only men above age 40 and up will be allowed to enter the area. So there's um, intense fighting going on here. It kind of it ramps up and then it ramps down, and it's going back and forth. But it's only going by what Zechariah chapter 12, 13, and 14 clearly states, is that the great world trouble will begin, at Jerusalem and will end at Jerusalem. Unfortunately, here's another headline that I'm going to feel sad about reading here. It says, Baby killed as car rams crowd in apparent Jerusalem terror attack. This is sad, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, the prophecies revealed that this would occur. Uh, Israeli official EU or European Union proposal to negotiate West Bank red lines as a death warrant. The West Bank in the Bible is defined or revealed to be Judea when you read it in the Bible. 
Another report, Palestinians accept U.S. request to delay Security Council bid for statehood. And so it goes on and on and on, ladies and gentlemen. And if you're not familiar with, uh, I, I was hesitating to read this, but I'm going to go ahead and read it anyway because the Ruach of the Holy Spirit is telling me to do it. Uh, Judges chapter 2, verse 1, it says, And an angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Bochum and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt. And Egypt is a type of the world today. How do I get that? Well, read in the book of Revelation, chapter 11. And have brought you into the land which I swear unto your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant or agreement with you. That's what covenant means in Hebrew. Verse 2. And you shall make no league or agreement with the inhabitants of this land. You shall throw down their altars. Now, I is the Jews today, are they throwing down the Muslim altars or uh, their their constructs uh, to, to worship their, their God? No, they're not. But ye have not obeyed my voice. And this is a prophecy. They still haven't done it to this day. Why have you done this? Verse 3. Wherefore I also said, I will not drive them out from you. And he hasn't, has he? But they shall be as thorns in your sides, and their gods shall be a snare unto you. And it has been. The Palestinians have been a snare to them, uh, just as they were back during the days of the judges, as they are today, the modern Palestinians today. So, we need to pray that Netanyahu will make wise decisions, that he will start to obey the Bible that he claims that he believes. And First Timothy 2, verse 1 says, I exhort thee, Therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, and intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Verse 2. For kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all goodliness, or godliness rather, and godliness and honesty. And verse 3. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, our Yeshua. Verse 4. Who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. And that really certainly has something to do with the program today. God's desire for everyone to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's very significant because that indicates that he will do all he can to give people an opportunity to come to the knowledge of the truth. What is truth? Let's turn to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Psalm 119, verse 142. If I'm going a little fast for some people who are just learning the Bible, be patient. The beautiful thing about technology is that once this program is over with, you can go and listen to it in the archives uh, with your, your pen or pencil and jot down the scriptures and learn the Bible. This whole program, my whole ministry is about educating you and showing you in a simple way how to find the scriptures, and how to understand the scriptures. Um, you know, I can easily say Hebrew words back and forth. However, you're not going to learn. Um, let's put it this way. It will be much more difficult for you to learn that way. There's nothing wrong with learning Hebrew, but God has created all the languages, and you can learn the truth of God in any language. Uh, matter of fact, the Bible is translated in over 3,000 I think it's close to 3,000 different languages around the world. 
and it's, <laughs> and if they're translated word from word as the King James version and, and a few limited versions of of, of the English uh, version of the Bible is, then you're not going to have a problem understanding the truth of the Bible, despite some people teaching that you must learn Hebrew to understand the Bible and its message. That's not true at all. I can tell you that. All right, Psalm 119, verse 142. Nothing wrong with learning Hebrew, though. It does give you a deeper understanding, but it's not required for salvation, ladies and gentlemen. Psalm 119, verse 142, and some people, unfortunately, are preaching like learning Hebrew is. Psalm, Psalm 119, verse 142. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy tor, or law, is the truth. So the word law, and see what I do here, I'm using a um, computerized Bible concordance called ESOR that you can get for free on the Internet. ESOR, just look up E-SOR on Google. You can download the program. And I have a version, a King James version, where I uh, can actually put my mouse by a particular number. And so what I'm doing right now, when it says thy law, I'm putting my cursor right at H, as in hope, 84, that's H8451. And so that's Strong's concordance number for law. Now when I put my mouse on this, it tells me the original, it gives me the original word in Hebrew. And it gives the original spelling in Hebrew, and it gives me the pronunciation. Torah, Torah, and it says right here from H3384, because many Hebrew words are derivative of others, it says a precept or statute, especially the Decalogue of the Pentateuch, which uh, is the, um, the first five books of the Bible. Traditionally, Jews have taught that. However, when you take into account what Yeshua stated about God's word as a whole in Matthew 4, verse 4. He said, we must live by every word of God. And then in 2 Timothy, uh, it tells you, chapter 3, it tells you that the scriptures, all scriptures, all scripture, not just the first five books, can be used for correction and, and, and learning the truth. And so anyway, this is a very significant scripture, Psalm 119, 142. You should try to memorize at least where the, where the scripture is located. Psalm 119, verse 142, it says, Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy Torah, his instructions, the entire 66 books, is the truth. Is the truth. And so whenever I say truth, that's what I'm referring to, all this entire Bible, the 66 books. I will do a Bible study explaining that there are two Torahs, but those two Torahs complement one another. You have the Torah of Moshe, and the Torah of Messiah. Both together is a complete Torah of Yah. And I will explain that in a future program, because I know some people in the movement are confused about that when you say Torah. Of course, Orthodox Jews, when you say Torah, that means to them the first five books of Moses, the written, and then it also means the oral law, which I don't see in the Bible. How can the oral law be a part of the Torah? It's not, but that's what they teach. And then in the, in the Hebrew, Hebrew Roots movement, a lot of times when Torah is mentioned, they just, oh, that's just talking about the first five books. No, it's not. It's talking about the entire, entire 66 books. And so that's something that we have to understand. Uh, the, the Ruach is leading me or the, the Spirit is leading me to, to go to a particular scripture. 
and this is in the complete Jewish Bible uh, version, and it talks about the Torah of Messiah in Hebrews 8, verse 6. But now the work Yeshua has been given to do is far superior to there, just as the covenant he mediates is better. For this agreement has been given as Torah on the basis of better promises. So this is an excellent translation. It is a paraphrased translation, but it's a good one. Uh, by David Stern, and uh, he has a good explanation for this, uh, of why he did it, but it is, it is another spot in the Bible where it says the Torah of Yeshua. Um, let me find that scripture. And then I'm going to go into further detail about this uh, in another program. But uh, it's very important to understand that, you, yes, sure, you have a Torah of Moshe, which is the Torah of God, but you also have Torah Messiah, which is also the Torah of God. Both of them together makes a complete Torah. And so we need to understand that, and and we, we need to uh, accept what the scriptures are clearly indicating there in that area. And so I'm trying to find this other scripture when it talks about the law of Christ. I think it's in Galatians somewhere. Um yeah, here we go. Uh, Galatians 6, verse 2. Bear ye one another burdens, and to fulfill the Torah of Messiah. That's in Galatians 6, verse 2. So there is a Torah of Messiah. There's also a Torah of Moses. They're, they're all come from the Father anyway. And so when you combine both of those together, it's the, what? The complete Torah. So uh, the Torah of Moshe, the foundational um, scriptures, of course, the first five books, but the entire, really, the Old Testament, based on that foundation. And then, of course, the Torah of Messiah is pretty simple to figure out, right? It's the, what is called the New Testament today, right? So anyway, I'll go into further detail about that some other time. Woo, and we're starting to, uh, time is uh, really flowing here. But anyway, I wanted to check out the economic collapse blog here quickly before I get into our Bible study about repentance. Uh, he has some pretty good articles on there, and uh, he really keeps us up to date with what's going on uh, domestically. Uh, Mr. Michael Snyder, who well, I've had a chance to communicate, uh, I've actually communicated with him through email. Uh, the Economic Collapse. Are you prepared for the coming economic collapse in the next Great Depression? Pretty good website. I refer you. I actually recommend highly that you review this website. The headline here, 50% of American workers make less than $28,031 a year. That's a good article to read. Uh, low inflation, the price of ground beef has risen 17% over the past year. There's 10 things about the U.S. news media that they do not want you to know. 19 very surprising facts about the messed up state of the U.S. economy. Uh, top scientists, this version of Ebola looks like, uh, looks like a very different bug. Ebola, travel ban now. And so anyway, th th please uh, refer to this website. It's a very good website to, to keep up to date with what's really going on in the news. Uh, the, the people that really rule this world, uh, they also rule or control the media uh, channels, and the media channels are not going to tell you the complete truth. They're really based on uh, um, stirring up our entertainment juices. That's really all that they, they uh do and and uh, they, they give you misinformation. They don't really give you what you need to know about the world. You need to pay attention to programs like this one and other programs uh, that will 
keep you up to date with what's going on. Even Infowars.com does a better job than the media, uh, Alex Jones. And I would recommend you listen to his uh, program. Well, for Bible, and so you can screen out things that he's saying doesn't make any sense. All right. So we're going to talk about a very important topic today. Now, what if I told you that all of us have inherited lies from our fathers? You, you would probably think like those who are listening to me for the first time or people who have not even entertained the thought that the Bible would suggest that, right? But it does, ladies and gentlemen. Matter of fact, it does not only suggest it, it, it reveals this to be a fact. Let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 16, verse 19 to 21. It says, O Lord, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction. The Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies. Inherited lies, ladies and gentlemen. We have inherited lies from our past families. Not because they wanted to lie on purpose. The majority didn't want to lie on purpose. It's because their parents taught them. And then their parents taught them. And then their parents taught them. And then their parents taught them. It goes all the way back, ladies and gentlemen. It goes all the way back. Inherit means to distribute. To take as inheritance. So they have inherited lies, meaningless. Things that are meaningless. Like Christmas, for instance. And things wherein there is no profit. Verse 20. Shall a man make... Elohims are gods unto himself, and they are no Elohims or gods. Verse 21, Therefore, behold, I will this once cause them to know, I will cause them to know my hand and my might, that they shall know that my name is what? Yahweh or Yehovah or Yehovah. We, we can't make up our minds what the right pronunciation is, but the word Lord, in most cases, in the King James Version, is the Tetragrammaton, is translated uh, from Y-H-W-V or Y-H-W-H, Y-H-W-H or Y-H-V-H, rather, I'm sorry. Uh, we can't really figure out the right pronunciation, although some people think they have. But I would beg to differ from that, unless Yah has actually come down to speak to you. Yah is short for God in Hebrew then I, I wouldn't suggest that uh, you know the, the right pronunciation. But anyway, the Bible clearly reveals, folks, that we have all inherited lies. Uh, I would think only three people have not inherited lies because they were born uh, with the Holy Spirit from the womb. Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Also, uh, the the prophet Johannan, uh, or John the Baptist. And, last but certainly not least, Yeshua, all three of them have not been born inheriting lies or having in, uh, their mind inherited with lies, but Yeshua has, I mean, what am I saying? <laughs> but Yeshua was not, Jeremiah was not, um, and, and the other individual that I mentioned, uh, John the Baptist, was not. All three of those, they have not inherited lies because they were born from the womb with the Holy Spirit. You have to remember, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, the spirit of Torah. John chapter 16, verse 13. Howbeit, when the spirit of Torah, because what is truth? Psalm 119, verse 142. It's the spirit of Torah. It's come. He will guide you into all truth. 
for he shall not speak of himself, but whosoever he shall hear, shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. And so if you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will be a spirit of Torah. It will teach you to keep Torah. It will not keep you, it will not teach you to not keep Torah. And that is a real powerful statement, folks, because there's many so-called Christians out there that believe that they have the Holy Spirit. But if they're going around seriously thinking with all their heart, soul, and mind that the Torah is nailed to the cross, how can they have the Holy Spirit? Think about that. Because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. It's the spirit of Torah. Not the opposite. But anyway, Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. It says, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Hasatan, or Satan, which deceives the whole world. So he deceives the whole world, ladies and gentlemen. And you can jot this scripture down because of lack of time. I don't have the time to quote it. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13 to 15, tells you that he has false apostles and false ministers and they appear as an angel of light all right so what is the process of conversion all right what how do we repent well acts chapter 3 verse 19 let's read that acts chapter 3 verse 19 it states repent ye therefore and be converted and so you have to repent and when you're converted you receive the holy spirit that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come for the presence of the Lord. All right? And so that process begins when you change your behavior. Number one, you have to change your... This is the practical application of conversion. You have to repent. You have to change your behavior. Repent in Hebrew means teshuva. That's found in Luke chapter 3, verses 7 to 14. You believe and you understand the milk of the word of Yah. This is found in, in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13, and 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Come immersed or baptized and receive the spirit of truth, the spirit of Torah, the Holy Spirit. Uh, by the example of Yeshua, you are submerged in the water, your whole entire body, without anyone touching you. This is found in Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 and 17. Also John 3, verse 5. Acts chapter 2, verse 38 to 40. And then uh, Acts 8, verse 13 to 18. And then once you are submerged, you, you rise out of the water. And this is a significant scripture here because I know some people in the movement, they just submerge in the water and they miss a very important part of this whole process. Not to think that they haven't received the Spirit, but we want to make sure we do things according to the way the apostles did it because they are the foundation a part of the foundation of the assembly, uh, which is found, that scripture is found in Ephesians 2, verse 20. But anyway, in Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 8, starting in verse 17 to 18, then laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. So in most cases, the Holy Spirit is given to someone after they are immersed in the water. Um, after they are immersed in the water, an elder of the assembly, an apostle, a prophet, whoever, or an evangelist, or a teacher, or a pastor, they lay their hands on them, and then they receive the Holy Spirit. And that's the way I do it. I do it exactly the way 
the apostles did it. I lay my hands on the individual and I ask that they receive the Holy Spirit after they are immersed in the water. And they make the choice in their own. They submerge their own body in the water. I don't, I don't put my hands on them and whatever. They, they do it themselves. And they arise out of the water. And we make sure that their whole body, including their hair, is submerged under the water. Okay. All right, so I hope I've explained that in a simple way. Now, number three, strive to obey all the instructions of Yah, the Torah, because now you have received the spirit, the spirit of Torah, and so that spirit is going to help you obey the Torah. And so you, you strive to obey all the instructions of Yah and overcome sin with help from the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is going to give you help to keep the commandments. Uh, there's one scripture, a very simple scripture I'm going to quote here. Uh, First Peter, First Peter, chapter one, verse twenty-two, states plainly: "Seeing you have purified your souls, this is how you purify your souls, in obeying the truth through the Spirit. And so, once you receive the Spirit, you're going to be able to purify your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, unto unfeigned love of the brethren, love one another with a pure heart fervently. So that's what it will do for you." Now, the elders of the church will help you understand the truth. And jot this scripture down in Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 15. And number four, this is a very important one. Don't forsake fellowshipping with other believers. Fellowshipping with believers is part of the elimination of sin process. This is found in 1 John chapter 1, verse 1 to 7, and Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. And you need to also realize it's not going to be an easy road, ladies and gentlemen, when you become immersed and converted on the road to conversion, becoming a perfect human being. Uh, you're going to have trials. Uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 28 to 29 tells you that. But with those trials, you'll have tremendous blessings. And you must count the cost. Through the Holy Spirit, you will be able to overcome the devil and the deception of this world. So I just want to, I want to point that out to you because I, I'm, an, I'm a living example of it. And it could, the same thing can happen to you. He plays no favorites. Acts 28. So if you want a Bible definition of conversion, Acts 28, uh, verse, um, I'm going to read this to you here, verse 27. Uh, Acts 28, verse 27. For the heart of this people is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed. Now, here's the definition, biblical definition of conversion that they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their mind and should be converted, and I shall heal them. So once you receive the Holy Spirit, you'll start to see with your eyes and hear with your ears and understand the words of God, because that's what the Holy Spirit does. It helps you to understand the words of God. And the last scripture, Acts chapter 5, verse 32, plainly reveals that you must, that you must, Obey, continue to obey God so that you can receive the Holy Spirit. wanted to go over the Torah readings today, but I didn't have enough time, so hopefully next week I'll be able to do so. But the Torah readings for next week is Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to Genesis 17, verse 27. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 27 to Isaiah 41, verse 16. And Matthew chapter 1, verse 1 to 17. Please go to my website, mercifulserviceofgod.com. Also, my blog, mercifulletters.com. So I enjoyed, again, uh, teaching you. And I hope that you put it into practice, what I taught you today about how to repent, 
how to do teshuva, to change, and to and to start to grow, make that public uh, witness to everyone that you are serious about changing. You you uh, submerge yourself in the water on your own, and then a servant of God lays their hands on you, asks that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, be put in you. All right. So may Yah bless and keep you, and God willing, I'll be available to you next week. Shalom. Peace. Malachi chapter 4 For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse.